3: Lancaster Castle is one of the most historically and fascinating surviving buildings in the country. It's built on top of an old Roman fort and has
0: commanding views over the city and surrounding countryside. But it's not just this history that grabs your attention at Lancaster Castle. The other thing that grabs you is the resident ghosts that still reside within the walls of this ancient structure. The castle drew our attention when we looked at it into the story of Pendle Hill Witches and we needed to know more.
3: Join us this week in this episode as we consider the ghostly spectres and poltergeists that wander the corridors of Lancaster Castle. Who
0: are they and why do they choose to stay? Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne and welcome to this week's episode of True Hauntings Podcast.
2: Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings.
3: Hey Ann, welcome back to the studio. You're coughing and hacking and yep.
0: carrying on still. Still, yep. I am um, finally gave in i was telling myself every day yes i'm getting better i am getting better i'm getting better and then i finally went no i'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not getting better so i gave up and i went to the doctors yesterday but let me tell you that was no mean feat mm-hmm. um i tried our doctor that i normally go to um which has a walk-in sort of thing you can do um no they've closed all their walk-ins now till february <gasps> Because they've got four doctors off sick with COVID. My goodness. Uh, So I went, oh, okay. Um, So then I rang the doctor's surgery around the corner, which I've been thinking I'm going to join them because it's much closer. And they said, yeah, we can't get you in for another 10 days, especially since you're a a new person. Mm -hmm. And the the problem is my symptoms are that of, it sounds like COVID because I'm coughing and hacking and carrying on. So my fear was if I'd, I went up and waited somewhere to hopefully get an appointment, that people are going to look at me like I've got COVID or they'll stick me in the area where there are other COVID people. And if I got COVID at this stage, I think I'd end up on a respirator because mm-hmm. my breathing is shocking, mm-hmm. as you'll probably hear in this recording. Um But in the end, I rang back to the original surgery and I said, look, this is the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm starting to choke and I've now run out of my purple ventilator puffer thingo. Um, (laughs) And it turned out it was a year out of date as well. (laughs) I'm so bad. Um, And that, you know, when I'm coughing now, I either cough till I vomit or I pee my pants. So Mm -hmm. I need help. Mm -hmm. So with that, she squeezed me in for an appointment with the doctors that they had left. And um, mind you, when I got... Got in there. The doctor did not want to touch me. Yeah. They did not listen to my breathing. They did not take my temperature. They just looked at me and said, we'll give you antibiotics. Here's another script. Here's your script for your puffer. Go away. Yeah, go <laughs> away. If, if, if it's better, uh, if it's not better in five days, come back. Uh-huh. Great. Thanks. Can mm-hmm. you at least listen to my lungs to see if I've got pneumonia? Oh, I'm feeling a little precious. So please forgive the uh, very sexy husky voice. Mm. But um, it is what it is. But we've got a big tour on tonight. Don't we? Yes. Let's <laughs> go ballistic, Maitland Jail. We've got a doubler, as, oh.
3: as they used to say when oh, you did. nothing like a doubler when you did. when you did back to back.
1: The um, meat in a sandwich.
3: Yep. Um, <laughs> we've got at one tour um, from nine till eleven, and then we literally open the gates up straight away, and we bring in another tour group from eleven till one
0: a.m. in yep. the morning. Yeah. So, I can't wait. I don't know if my voice is going to hold up. But we've got fantastic people who are our volunteers. Oh, our
3: volunteers.
0: Who are, can step in and, yeah. and take over for me if I keel over. If I keel over, just chuck a blanket over me, leave me in the corner, and I'll um, come back to you later. We could not do <coughs> this. We That's could, what I sound like, a demented seal. Yeah. <laughs> we could not do
3: this without our volunteers. No. So a big shout out to every single one of you we guys. Love you we all. just love you all. But let's get on to this story. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Approaching the still impressive and imposing structure of Lancaster Castle, the colorful layers of its history never fail to strike me. For almost a thousand years it has embodied both the majestic and the macabre and has constantly been the font of mysterious tales of strange occurrences apparitions and odd noises, it is said, inhabit the very fabric of the place. Opening up the Shire Hall on this cold, bright, blue sky January morning, I am familiar with the slightly uncomfortable feeling that comes from being the only person inside this charismatic building. It descends on me always until the demands of the day as one of the castle tour guides inevitably takes over. Entering the courtroom as my early morning round begins, the silence here is audible. As can often happen, although not routinely, a quiet whispering ensues along with the sound of footsteps, and these start to infiltrate the space, intermittently breaking into the silence and ceasing altogether when I try to find their source. It is very unsettling, but also immensely intriguing, and as with many of the occurrences that take place here in the castle, and in the prison section too, it defies rational explanation. A few days ago, the security guard, Bob, was telling me how he'd heard footsteps recently, He was alone in the building, it was before the court sitting started, so it was very quiet, and he was at his post near the shop area. Suddenly, he heard the sound of footsteps walking down the stairs, but on inspection, there was no one there. He does not come across as a man prone to flight of fancies, and this was the first time he'd mentioned anything like this to me. Many of the people who work in the building, both past and present, have had experiences like this. It's accepted in the main as part of the job, but nobody actively seeks things out. They just seem to come across them. Sometimes figures or unusual things have been seen, but mostly are felt or heard. Another guide, Rachel, has not been in this job very long when she had a frightening experience one night whilst locking up inside and switching off the lights she felt something right by her side and also heard a frightful, very high-pitched sound she had no idea what it was and told me that her first reaction was to get out of here but instead she managed to stay calm hold her ground and continued with the locking up. Look, that soundscape today came from The Lingering Spirit of Lancaster Castle by Patricia Walsh and it's in castleparkstories.org and it's her story. She is a tour guide Mm. Uh, and I will be referring back to this story later on because she... She gives me some answers that I have been looking for. Oh. I know, right? I like it when I find a bit of intrigue. You know what it's like when you do these stories? You start researching and it's the same thing over and over and over. And then you just wait for that little nugget. The the nugget. The The nugget. The golden nugget. Oh, hopefully it's a golden nugget. We don't want a chocolate (laughs) nugget. No,
3: that is true. And um, for my part uh, in this particular podcast... Uh, it's all about history, of course. And, and it's great history. When you look at these places, it, it just sort of it blows your mind that you have to talk about like 500, 600 years of history. How do you do that in mm. just a few minutes? Mm-hmm. So you may find some of this a little bit dry, guys, but we're trying That's to... That's okay. We've got, got an ointment for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're, I'm trying <laughs> to to give you this, this basis of why this place is probably very haunted Mm. and um, just the whole idea of going back a thousand years um, to look at history of places is just mind-boggling. Bogg- so let's, let's go. us let, let me, give, Renata. Let, boggle me. Let me give you some interesting facts about Lancaster Castle. Oh, like
0: a good fact.
3: Yeah, we all like a good fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, just like many other castles in England, this castle certainly has a lot of stories to tell. And Lancaster Castle is Enormous it is, and it's located in the city that bears is that the an same an name. Enormous
0: fact. Hey, is that an enormous fact? I don't know. Don't my humour has <laughs> gone out, out the door with my cold oh, today. Oh my goodness!
3: Uh, yeah, sorry, okay. everyone. Hello.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It's the antibiotics. I'm blaming that. I'm gone even more insane than I normally am.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: So Lancaster Council, uh,
3: Council, <laughs> <laughs> Lancaster. Council castle is enormous yes. and it sits uh, in the On county top. town of Lancashire Which is a county in northwest England. So northwest, northwest, northwest. It's situated on Castle Grove, which is a strategic position just northwest again of the historical centre of the city, and it overlooks the River Lune. The medieval fortress is the oldest standing building in the city, and it overarches everything. You can see it um, anywhere in in the city centre. You see this magnificent thing. It's like a giant blind
0: pimple that you just can't take your eyes off. I
3: know. And you want to squeeze it. The strategic position of the castle wasn't discovered during the Middle Ages, but over a thousand years before the castle would be constructed. So there was a Roman fort here, which they believe was built. Bloody Romans. I know. I know. They're everywhere. It's like a plague. Um, It was built between 60 and 73 A.D. Just let that sink in. That Roman fort that was built in that spot where Lancaster Castle now sits on top of
0: was built between 60 and 73 A.D. And if Jesus had been a, pen- a, 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 a still alive, he would have been a pensioner. He would have been in his 60s. Six- no, well, actually, he would have been older than that because he died. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good at my Bible stories. But he would have been old. He would have been about 100. Mm, at least. So what's
3: remarkable is that the layout of the city of Lancaster is heavily influenced by the position of this fort uh, and the small Roman village that adjoined it. So the main road through the town... Is still on the exact location that the Romans built a road leading out of the fort. Mm-hmm. All
0: roads lead to Rome. Yeah, Roman. <laughs> They're so, engineers to the Romans, they drive you nuts. Yeah.
3: It's unclear when exactly the castle was constructed, but it's likely that it stood as a bastion against the marauding forces of the ancient Picts and Scots tribes. So in the second half of the 11th century, Lancaster was part of the Earldom of Northumbria and it's assumed that the castle was constructed as a strategic outpost in the 1090s. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. We don't know who built it or how it looked apart Can from you mean the there's fact, no Photos? No. Oh. Apart from the fact that there was no traces of a mot. M- Sorry? A mot. M-O-T-T-E. What, I what? had to look this up. Yeah, I've, got, I've oh, got info. She's I, looked I looked it up, but it's assumed that it was built by Anglo-Norman aristocrat Roger de Poitou. Oh, it was built by Roger. Roger de Poitou, um, and I've yeah, he was really nobody special. Other, oh, other I than, think his
0: mother <laughs> thought he was special.
3: <laughs> so he was no one particularly special, other than he was born in Normandy around the year. And 10, that his mother loved him. Yeah, until uh, in the year 1058, and died between. Uh, 1122
0: and 1140 and he was He took a long time to die
3: 1122 and
0: 1140 that's a long time to die
3: Yeah I know Right and he was a aristocrat so he possessed large holdings of land in both England and because of his wife in France and that's really the only connection to this Roger guy now the mot Roger the dodger what is the mot or the mit if you look The motty or the motty yeah whatever now it's that's a large earthen mound with a ditch surrounding <laughs> its base
0: I, I thought you were going to say something else then. No, no. my no, mind no, is no, in the color no. yeah no okay
3: uh, so it was often artificial, meaning that it had to be built by piling up earth, but sometimes it incorporated a pre-existing feature in the landscape, such as a nearby hill. So this is uh, the precursor to a moat.
0: Right. Oh. So it
3: was built up yep. as a um, strategic
0: Yeah. So they'd have to come and up closure. and Enclosure, yeah rather than a moat. And they could pick them off as they, they mounted yes, the hill. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, as they motted the hill. Right,
3: so apparently this mot gives, and look, excuse me if I'm saying it wrong.
0: I don't Oh, have, look, it's great when we get the words wrong. Yeah. I think our audience love it when we get it wrong. Um... Mote.
3: I guess they're, they're looking at it as that would be the identifier of the time period. Right. If it had this thingy around it, but it obviously doesn't. Right. Right. So they're, they're not quite sure. Okay, now that I've confused you all, the honour of Lancaster switched hands multiple times in the 12th century. Now, it's an interesting way to talk about the rights to the land, the honour of Lancaster. Mm, I like it. Yeah, that was a medieval English term, and honour actually means a large estate. And they, they just kind of used that terminology in that northwestern area of England between 1066 and the 15th century. So I'm just trying to I, I've I'm have i enjoying in, the history, Renata I'll, Don't ever feel bad about doing the history I went in and I had a look at some of these words And I'm thinking, well, no one's going to know what that means We're
0: learning new and,
3: words And I don't know what that means, so I'll look it up And we're teaching everyone to mispronounce them too Yes, absolutely <laughs> There'll be a new word in the dictionary So the honour of Lancaster was confiscated by King Henry I in 1102
0: Bloody kings After
3: a failed rebellion in which Roger DP De- participated. Did Roger rebel against the king? I know, Roger was Roger is a dodger. This resulted in the castle changing hands multiple times during the 12th century. So the castle by then was most probably nothing more than a timber structure strengthened with earthworks. So when we think of castles as these big, huge Things built with stone and mm. they're massive, but impressive. Yeah, but the early castles weren't like that at all. Oh. They were little shitholes oh. with a king inside. <laughs> so little is known about the additions made to the castle during
0: the 12th century can as we can well. A t-shirt with that little shithole with a king inside it. I love that description. <laughs> yeah, I like think that. that's fabulous. <laughs> I want like, oh, a picture, and, and he's sitting on, the, on yeah, the, I can. Ha- I can do that. Okay, well, we want a castle with a picture of a little tiny dismal mm-hmm. castle with a picture of a king on the dumpster throne. On the throne, no, not not the other throne. <laughs> you know, we call yeah, it yeah. Australia the throne. The throne, um, I, and I will just say, you know, little shitty castle with a king in it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Yes, little is known about the additions made to the castle during the 12th century as well, including the construction date of the keep. So they don't know much about this place in the early years. Hmm. So, one of the most remarkable Lancaster Castle facts is that the first mention of the castle being used as a prison came in the year 1196. Oh, it's back that far. Uh-huh. This means that the castle has an extreme history as a prison, as well as since Her Majesty's Prison Lancaster, was only closed in the year 2011.
0: 2011?
3: 2000, and it started 11, when? 1196. Jeepers. Right. Wow. Now, if you're going to complain about the cells... What do you think of Maitland Jail? They just shut it down of,
0: because it was supposed to be out of date? I know. What? Right? <sighs> So
3: the castle is still being used as the administrative offices of the Lancashire County Council and as a Crown Court in some parts of the building. I'm not quite sure where Lancaster Castle is up to at the moment. Uh, I know that they have uh, opened it up, of course, um, for historical tours and things. I think the court
0: is still being used. Mm.
3: Yeah. Now, the one interesting thing, too, is that the British sovereign or the the queen is actually called the duke of lancaster so whether the queen yeah so whether it is a king or a queen so this is an old old um oh it's tradition we can't break tradition and so whether it is a king or a queen they are still called the duke of lancaster and it's it's (laughs) automatically um, passed on i do
0: apologize for my coughing in the background guys
3: So a lot of money was spent on the castle in the 12th and 13th centuries. The most expensive construction period happened in those uh, time periods. And this is when all the timber structures were replaced by fortified stone buildings. King John spent £630 to dig a ditch outside the south and west walls of the castle now, this would be equivalent to uh, almost a million and a half oh, pounds a today. Yeah, so they say it was one It Sounds like ditch. Newcastle City Council rates to me. <laughs> <laughs> what about our railway? They've built Let's a ditch all around Newcastle. <laughs> Let's go there. King Henry III spent a lot on the castle as well um, in the 1200s, and he built a curtain
0: wall and the original gatehouse. I've got information we've, we've about that is. We've learnt a curtain wall before. Um, Oh, have. I, we? Oh, I, can't I know remember. that I did a curtain wall. It might have been in the Spirit Realm Network show that we did, but I mentioned a curtain wall. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is because so, brain like a sieve.
3: So a curtain wall is very simple. It's a wall connecting two towers to create a deven- defensive circuit. So they've gone up instead of down. So you've had the um, mounds.
0: Yes, we built a mound. We yes. built a
3: mound. Then we, we built a mound. Then we dug a moat. Then we, Dug a ditch. Yep, dug a ditch, and now we're building a tall wall.
0: Okay, a so we're going up.
3: Wall. We're going down up. and up. Yes, so walls could be made of wood or stone.
0: Think, um, uh, oh, what's that show? Um, let me read your the dra- mind. The, right the dragon show. The dragon show. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, the ice wall.
3: Yes, yes. Think of That's that. It's a big wall. Uh, so the second being. You didn't mention ice in that list. No, just no, saying. No. Just wood and stone. The second being a stronger and more prestigious material. Stone walls were not just a statement of their owner's wealth, they were also not prone to catch fire or rot. So wooden walls had to be regularly mm. replaced and were not as good at resisting missiles from enemy siege engines. Most Curtain walls were around 30 feet tall mm-hmm. Although castles like Framlingham Had impressive 44 foot high walls Oh,
0: my wall's bigger than your wall
3: Their thickness was around 7 foot oh, Holy poop. So it was
0: really tall and thick
3: Yeah um, Now Dover Castle's curtain walls were 20 feet deep
0: My God mm, Now we're we can deep.
3: wide and deep. deep. See, what show are we see, on again? Look, kiddies, wouldn't you love us to have delivered history lessons? Wouldn't oh, that be awesome?
0: I know. We could make it so much more interesting. <laughs> Because we're grotty teenagers in our head.
3: Yeah, we are. Um, so we're into the 14th century. We're getting there. We're getting there. The Scots invaded England twice in the 14th century, first time in 1322 and the second time 1389. And during their final raid, they pushed as far as Lancaster, which resulted in the castle being seriously damaged. So King Henry the Fourth ascended to the throne in 1399. And the first thing he did was build another huge fortified gatehouse. Oh, to- and now we've got a big gate. Yeah. Yes, to so an, an entryway an, an, an entry, a big fortified big entrance hole. Yep, to protect the castle from the Scots in case of another invasion uh, And this gatehouse stands 20 metres, which is 66 feet tall
0: What? That's Holy crazy big
3: cow So through the centuries, the castle has had thousands of prisoners, including criminals of all kinds Political prisoners and individuals prosecuted for their faith Bit like the Tower of London, really. Yes, yeah, but not in, not in London. Not in London. Yeah, in sixteen twelve, during the reign of King James the first, and we heard about him. He was the guy that wrote the demonology book.
0: Oh yes, he didn't like demons. No,
3: the castle was at the centre of a notorious trial when nineteen people from the area of Lancashire were accused of.
0: Witchcraft.
3: The defendants were imprisoned and tried in the castle.
0: And this is how we linked it back to what we did in our last episode. Yes.
3: So these proceedings became known as the Lancashire Witch Trials. Now, the monumental 15th century gatehouse wouldn't be used much for uh, almost 150 years. So things kind of slowed down and got quiet until the English Civil War, 1642 to 1651 and the building was taken by parliamentary forces in February 1643 and ended up being besieged by royalists and the following, uh, sorry, the following month. The castle was held by the parliamentarians and would be under their control until the end of the Civil War. The castle ended up being slighted by them in 1649 with only the administrative offices and prison being spared. So the prison was seriously expanded in the 18th century. Now, let's go in a little bit more to what it would have been like to be in the prison back then.
0: Dig deeper, Renard. So Dig
3: deeper. Being locked up at Lancaster Prison wasn't an enjoyable experience. Oh, Who would have thunk? Oh, that's very
0: unreasonable. That could at least make it a pleasant time for them.
3: Yeah. So in the 18th century, typhus, also known as jail fever, was rampant because of the poor hygienic conditions in the facility. So efforts were made to improve the situation in the late 18th century. Now, this is where it gets interesting because... People who were held in Lancaster Prison, guess
0: where they ended up? Uh, Tower of London? No. Where? In Australia.
3: Oh, it's our relatives. Yes.
0: Oh, all not yours. No, yeah. no, none of mine. You're, you're all Polish. You yes. are. Yep. But I've, I've got a bit of that lot.
3: Yes, you do. I've got a nice chunk of it. So there were many people who ended up coming out to uh, Australia, but also to Norfolk
0: Island. Oh, really? Yes. And I'm not going
3: to go too deeply into this because I've got pages and pages of stuff.
0: Because it's tall, thick, deep, and got a hole now. Yes,
3: yes. But two prisoners out of 688... Um, who landed in Australia in January 1788, 1788, so around the First Fleet time, uh, were young George and Elizabeth Youngson. Now, they uh, had committed a crime. Oh, fancy that. And they were 12 and 13 years old. What? And they were sentenced to be hung.
0: (gasps) No. Or
3: hanged. Yeah, they were sentenced to be hanged um, because they stole a pair of some sort of silken panties or something or other. They're
0: stealing knickers at yeah, that age? Yeah, they're stealing knickers to sell, of were course. They, were they clean or dirty? Um, I think get so a better price if they're dirty.
3: The kids confessed to the crime. She's ignoring me. Yep, yeah, and they were both going to be hanged. Fancy that, 12 and, 12 and 13. For stealing a pair of knickers. Yep, yep. And um, their sentence was reduced to seven years' transportation and they were transported out to Norfolk Island. Wow. Yeah. Now, they they ended up living a fairly decent um, time or amount of time. Elizabeth actually died when she was 82. Oh, so wow. So that's, yeah. that's pretty... Probably lasted longer yeah. on Norfolk than she would yeah. have... Yep, so she, at the time of her death, she was one of the oldest survivors of the First Fleet. We'll have to see if we can
0: find her um, her grave. Yes, yeah. When we go in May. Yeah. We've still got some spots left if anyone's interested in joining us. Check out the uh, Anne and Renata... Dash Frightfully Good page and on Facebook and you'll find it. Mm. Now, they have a
3: place at Lancashire or Lancaster Castle called the Hanging Corner. So I bet every single paranormal investigator that goes there searches out this place. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's on the outer walls of the castle. It's a special corner and it's where all public executions until the year 1865 were held. So those sentenced to hang at the castle before the 1800s were usually taken either to Lancaster Moor and hanged there, but after remodelling the castle, it was decided that it would be more convenient to perform executions nearer to the castle. And so the spot that was chosen was known as Hanging Corner, and between 1782 and 1865, around 265 people were hanged at Lancaster. The executions were often attended by thousands of people who crowded into the churchyard. Hang the bastard. Hang the bastard. Are you okay? I'm, I'm just going... Oh, you're adding oh, drama. Yes. Oh, sorry, missed
0: yes. it. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, my God, wow. So I'm busy concentrating on <laughs> breathing over here.
3: The Capital Amendment Act in 1868 ended public executions and it required criminals to be put to death in private, after which six executions were performed inside the castle at first from the chapel steps and then later in a purpose-built execution shed on the inside wall of the hanging corner. Oh, God.
0: That Um, makes it so much better, doesn't it?
3: The last execution was that of Thomas Rawcliffe, who who had murdered his wife, and that took place in 1910. And there's actually a picture of him, not hanging, but prior to his death. There is a picture of this man. (laughs) Right. Which is, like, crazy. All right. Um, It is said that more prisoners were sentenced to death at Lancaster Assizes than at any other court outside London, and Lancaster became known as the Hanging Town in consequence. Now the gallows. From eighteen hundred to eighteen sixty five executions were carried out at Hanging Corner. On the ground of floor of the tower was the drop room, which contains now relics of the many executions, and you can go in there. Ooh Um, Can we go? Can we go and do a a spirit box session? So it says it's quite eerie standing in this room looking at the exhibits and listening to what happened within it. The French windows have also survived and one can look out to the bank opposite where the crowd often 5,000 to 6,000 strong would be assembled to watch. Oh, the
0: what, this is so gruesome. Yeah.
3: This is the only this is before um before TV. Before Before Netflix, before um for those, those bride shows and things.
0: Oh, reality <laughs> TV. Oh, no. The Bachelor. This is the, the closest thing to reality TV they could get. Yeah, we watch The Bachelor nowadays. They used to watch people being you admit being that hanged. openly? No, I,
3: I don't. <laughs> the prisoners were brought into the drop room for the condemn, from the condemned cells to be pinioned and say their final prayers before being led forward through the inward opening French windows straight onto the balcony-style gallows. The gallows would have been erected that previous afternoon and consisted of two uprights that were seated into holes cut into the flagstones of the courtyard. So it was an Ikea thing. (laughs) They'd come and they'd erect it. You know, I love it. Everyone around
0: the world will understand what you mean by it's an Ikea thing. Do you know we've got listeners in Saudi Arabia? Do we? We had somebody contact us and said how much they love the show and they're in Saudi Arabia. Hey, guys... We would love it if you could let us know what country you're from. I've got to say that carefully. What country you are from. Because I know that we've got lots of people in Australia and America. And I think some in England. Where else are you all listening to us from? We'd love to know. Tell us on either um, Instagram or uh, Facebook, please. We're into the gruesome stuff. All the public executions
3: used the short drop method. So death seldom came without a struggle. Oh, and I can imagine the more the person struggled the better off it was for the crowd. Oh, they'd be cheering. They would go wild. After the bodies had hung for an hour, they were taken off the rope and taken in through the small lower window that can um, still be seen there, of course, when Mm -hmm. you go and visit. Um, After 1868, the law required all executions to be in private, and these took place in the chapel yard. Oh, that would just make everyone so sad.
0: if the executioner deliberately um, made it drawn out for the audience um, rather than give him a quick clean death, mm, I suppose yeah. it depended on the crime.
3: Now, prior to the eighteen hundreds, at all Lancashire executions were taken were taking place out on Gallows Hill on the moors outside Lancaster, and this is where the Pendle witches were hung because they they were hung in sixteen twelve, and and all of them except for one. That was hanged at York, and mm-hmm. I'd like to know where that is. Um, were hung on
0: the moors. Oh, oh! Did you just have someone step in? Yes. Oh, oh who so have I'm you talking got? talking about the witches. Tell me about them. Who I have you got? I
3: don't know. I don't know. But she, they were waiting until I finished that sentence. At oh, least tell me if it's
2: male to or female. Come in.
3: I think it's a female. Oh. I think it's a female. Hello, welcome to the uh, True Hauntings oh. podcast. So they were convicted of witchcraft <coughs> on the basis of having caused the deaths of 17 people in and around the Forest of Pendle. And if, if you haven't heard the Pendle Witch episode, it's prior to this one and go back and listen to it because this is where the big connection is. Yeah. Um, so prior to 1834, there, um, there are as many as 20 felonies, not just murder, that typically resulted in execution. Actually, there were many more. Um, you used to be executed for anything, um, especially theft because they had no room in the prison so it was just easier to execute them yeah um So conditions in the prison must have been grim surviving cells of considerable antiquity are small and probably originally had earthen floors sanitation, water and light was lacking and prisoners were crowded into the cells particularly just prior to the start of the assizes. Until the late 18th century little consideration was given to the segregation of prisoners and at times men, women and even children were confined together. What? No. Yeah. The notion of prison as a long term punishment is comparatively new. Until the 19th century short sentences were passed on misdemeanors and more serious crimes were dealt with by death or transportation there you go Um, so prisoners normally wore their own clothing until about 1810 when a blue and yellow uniform seemed to have been introduced but the jail rules of 1785 mention a prison uniform being supplied even then the cloth was made on looms in the prison which were powered by one of the jail's treadmills so, oh, yeah. ladies, if you think you're doing a, an awesome thing by getting on a treadmill, go mm. and just have a little yeah. look at the history of
0: treadmills. Yeah, we might see if we can put up a picture of it. It's because pretty, it's not nice. Yeah, if you fall, God help you. Yeah, it's not nice. But well, I, my ladies, ladies and men are on treadmills. Yeah, I know, but it's usually the ladies. Yeah, mm, uh, my, yeah. my Roman husband... Likes to get on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. I can think of a thousand jokes, but I won't. Yeah. By
3: 1780, the jail was in a poor state, and in 1783, there was an outbreak of jail fever, which was probably ty- typhus, and it killed not only a number of the prisoners, but the jail's governor as well. Um, at this time, the control of the prison was passed to the High Sheriff of Lancashire. And it was decided that a huge program of modernisation was necessary. (sighs) Work started in 1785 and continued to 1820. Um, And this meant that there was a separate tower where women could be placed. Until that point in time, they were all
0: bunched in together. Yeah, yeah. And I I can... (sighs) I can just imagine the horrific acts that went on as men took advantage of them. Yeah. And yes. the children. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So you had debtors' prisons um, as well. So anyone that couldn't pay their debts came in. If you were wealthier and you could actually pay, um, you could get a separate room and you could actually get a servant for you. Oh. You could get a servant to come in and clean up your room. And take away your poo and piss. Um, You could buy food, beer and wine from the town. So it was a little holiday. A A little holiday away.
0: I wonder how many people you had to bribe to do that.
3: I just wonder why they were in there. If they were that wealthy to pay for that, why? They couldn't
0: afford the bribe for the judge. Oh, my
3: goodness. Um, then you also had the mentally ill that were confined there as well. So lunacy um, was what sort of covered a whole lot of insanity, including
0: disobeying your husband. Yes,
3: yep. And um, there was a lunatic asylum outside on the outskirts of the township. But in the 1840s, um, it was kind of complained about that there were so many people in there, so they were starting to stick them in in the prison as well. Um, the lunatics are revolting. So let me just go go to the end because you know World War One and World War Two saw um, the whole castle. Being used as a training school um, for police and for army and uh, headquarters for the Royal Observer Corps, and um, yeah, so on and so forth. So it was reused. And the prison eventually closed in uh, 1916 due to a national decrease in the number of prisoners, although during the first part of World War. Uh, World War One. It was used to hold German civilians and prisoners of war. 1931 and 37. Castle was used um, for city council and to train police. It's been a well used castle. Yep. And then um, it was also used for high security for trials. A little, for a little shithole with a king in it. Yes. The castle <laughs> formally opened as Her Majesty's Prison Lancaster in 1955 and in 2010 the Ministry of Justice announced its intention to close it um, and It sort of closed in 2011, Um, and as we mentioned before, now it's visitors and and tourists, and it's a permanent attraction for the township. Yeah. And that is my bit. You're done. I'm done.
0: On to my bit
3: now. When you're ready to
4: pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: so now we go on to the ghost stories mm. oh don't you love the interwebs drives me batty all right now look um i i've got my highlighter out i've got notes everywhere mm-hmm. you've got red circles around things i do because oh, well, it's not real not real if you don't that, have a red that's circle right it. i know that's the only way we can validate our evidence these days is mm-hmm. by putting a red circle around it Yep. right now um I researched high and low, and actually was starting to despair a little bit with the lack of <gasps> ghostly tales. All the repeating over and over and over and over and over. I um, uh, I mean, I did report on some of the things from the area for the Pendle witches uh, yeah. last week. Yes, but for Lancaster Castle itself, I did struggle a little bit. Even on YouTube, I was trying to find um, like most haunted. Hasn't been there. Most haunted's been everywhere oh, It has oh, no, Derek hasn't been there He never will I'm a little bit gutted We'll send a message to Derek now Yvette can go pick up on his spirit T- Telepathically Derek Go to Lancaster Castle What was his guide's name? Um, George, Fred? No, Jimmy, I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to get myself in trouble. All right. So I thought let's start firstly over at the Lancaster Castle site, uh, the website. And uh, they do actually allow you to book the castle for paranormal investigations. I know. Oh, she's pulling faces. It would cost a bomb. I know. I know. And there was no prices anywhere, so I've got no idea. If you've got to ask, you can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, But, I mean, I must admit that America and United Kingdom are more reasonable with their higher prices than what Australia is. That's true. Um, But one of the rules that they have there... Is that the use of Ouija boards and holding seances, tarot reading or any form of pagan Wicca ritual <gasps> is strictly prohibited. I beg your pardon? Are they still against the witches there? And it's the only place in England that doesn't allow seances and Ouija boards. Tarot cards. Ta- Ta- bloody tarot card tarot readers. Tarot cards. Isn't that fascinating? That's just Bizarre! I was a little bit mortified and put off. I thought, well, "I'm not going to hire your bloody castle."
3: Oh well, the poor pagan we'll, Wiccans. We'll
0: have to walk in with um, t-shirts that are Ouija board t-shirts. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one thing we found in England is that uh, they embraced all that sort of stuff. True. So that was that was a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are quite a few legends, and I did research uh, quite a few web pages, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find books. You know how there's normally books on the yep. ghosts? I couldn't find books. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find anything. Anyway, the, so let's start off with. So, you're going to make the whole shit up? I'll just make it up. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with poor old Demdike. Yes. They like to yes. call so her. Mother is, Demdike. This is the link between the Pendle witches and the Lancaster castle. Yep. So, she died there. Yes. Right. So she was the one who was quite elderly uh, and they had the witch's tower there Mm -hmm. and she died there and they are saying that it's believed to be responsible for much of the ghostly activity in the old cell within the well tower.
3: Right. I want to go there.
0: There are many places we want to go, Renata.
3: Yeah. No. Now this uh, old lady was probably around the eighties, mm-hmm. and uh, she was forced to be in the cell with uh, something like fifteen or twenty other people. Yep. And this cell was not
0: capable of holding that much. Yeah. So the strain on her uh, at that age killed her. So that that came from the Haunted co then I popped over to hauntedknights.co.uk and they said old Demdike died in one of the dungeons her spirit is believed to be responsible for much of the ghostly activity in the old cell within the tower. That sounds awfully like the other one, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, fancy that. Um, so, yeah, there's, a, there's sort of copies and pastes of things. But leading from the, the old Demdike, it's oh, awful to call her that, there seems <laughs> to also... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to be wheezing with you today, but if I wheeze, you get a coughing fit with it. I am on antibiotics, people. It's okay. I will be better by next episode. She said that last week. I did. But now I'm on antibiotics. Um, there is another uh, sighting within the castle. So I've, I found a, a couple of reports on this one. Um this, there is a middle-aged woman with a young girl that's seen moving near the cells, and it was seen by a former inmate. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was another prisoner who reported the young girl, but this time with a haggard old woman. What were you doing there, Renata? <laughs> I had a weekend off. Oh, good on you. That must have been there when you went with that other travel (laughs) companion. Uh, You should have gone with me. You would have looked better. You know what it is. If you take someone that's uglier. (laughs) (laughs) That's a compliment to Gail. (laughs) Anyway... Apparently this young girl has been heard and sometimes seen running along the corridors of the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, that was reported from ghoststory.co.uk and then we, we pop up to uh, the hauntedhappenings.co.uk and they report past inmates in prison officers have seen the apparition of a young girl. Mm-hmm. Her appearance is usually accompanied by another woman, sometimes middle-aged, sometimes old and sometimes haggard. It covered everything. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Many times the girl's been heard running along the corridors of the prison, right. which was occupied until 2011. Okay. Sounds awfully familiar to the other one, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Weird, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got and the Haunted Evenings also say a young girl is seen running along the the corridors of the castles
3: uh-huh. with possibly a haggard no blade. they don't
0: mention the old woman oh, there at all okay oh no she's gone she died um anyway now we're going to move on to the black monk oh, there's always got to be a black monk. It's gotta be a black monk and they're always evil aren't they they always are so apparently there is a black monk who haunts the prison ground i wonder if it's the one thing <laughs> fun- <laughs> What do you call it? Um, The other one that we did was the Black Monk of Pontefract. He's he's on holidays in Lancaster. He's been caught. (laughs) Damn it, he says I can't go on holidays anywhere. (laughs) These bastards keep seeing me. (laughs) Anyway, um, so uh, oh, I've lost now. Um, He haunts the prison grounds, believed to have been hanged in the prison, usually seen at ground level of the castle. His presence is often followed by... I see chill, and it's so far only been witnessed at night. Okay, so this is something that is easy to
3: track down because they have all of the names of the people that were hung
0: in the castle. Well, I reckon I found him. Oh, excellent! I know. Go for it. Um, there was uh, so as I said, there's the ghost of the monk, and this that's another one that was appeared in story ghost story. Um, Oh hang on look I'll find it. she she's spotted on the ground floor of the castle, followed by an icy chill. At least it wasn't a fart. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a, a famous prisoner called <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, what does a black monk's fart smell like? <laughs> How did your brain go there? It would Sorry. be sulfur, of course. S- of course. Of course. Are you not an experienced ghost hunter? Come on. Okay. Oh, I missed that. There is a famous prisoner, Father Edmund Arrowsmith, who was a Roman Catholic priest who said Mass in the Brindle area between Blackburn and Preston. The saying of the mass was an offence punishable by death. Ah,
3: yes, And he was true. arrested
0: in 1628 and condemned to die as a traitor.
3: Yes, I remember that Do you know what they
0: did now? to him? They hung and quartered. Did they hang yeah. and quarter him? Hanged, drawn and quartered. But not only that, he was displayed on top of the gateway. His bits. Right. So whichever way he tore apart, I don't think it would be even quartered somehow or other. Um, he was putting bits up there did you know that the castle at some stage or weather was called john o'gaunt's castle yes yes um because that that was what i ended up having to do as i had to uh, go back into google and search under that name and i started to find a few bits and pieces mm-hmm. under that so uh, th- that was that one solved um now there's also reports there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the courtroom. Uh, and there's quite often the, the tour guides say they've heard hushed whispers and the sounds of footsteps. Uh, now, let me find the other one about the courtroom. Um, hus- hushed whispers and footsteps in the courtroom. Crying from the barrister's library. That was somebody getting their bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the lawyers. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's still used as a courtroom today. Um and, and of course they've gone in and searched things and they don't find anything uh, but there was some footage a security system that picked up on a shadowy figure mm-hmm. I thought you yeah, beauty so I've got on to oh no
3: um, you've gone and had a look
0: I've gone to have a look oh can't yeah. find it anyway oh okay doesn't exist <clears throat> I tried as many if anyone finds it please let me know um but one of the things I, I did find, there was this TV, the YouTube series, I think it was like Ultimate Haunted something, um, England or something like that. Uh, and I think they must have hired the castle for the night, like we would have done if we had that sort of money just lying around. Mm-hmm. I'll just scoop it up from under my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had the psychic. Yes. Who was leading them around. They've got security cards with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And they've got this group of people. So this psychic is sort of wandering around. He'll stand in the corridor and go, hmm, yes, there's a man standing up there and there. I can I can see him in my mind's eye. He's got one of those flat caps on his head. Mm, he's poking around the corner. And he just kept talking and talking and talking about everything he was seeing and sent everyone's like mouths open in awe. Yes. <laughs> but no activity. But then they move into a different... Area. So, oh, we've got so much to do tonight. We've got so much to do. We've got to keep moving. So they've moved off into another area and they've moved into this very narrow cell and they've got some sort of um, picture on an easel or something. And um, he starts going, okay. We want to talk to John. I think it was John. Now, um, yeah, John, does. Come forward. Come forward, John. Uh, come talk to us. We want to talk to you, John. And uh, World War II, John. Does World War II mean anything to you, John? And there's silence, and people are staring at each other in the dark, going, Oh my God, is John the ghost going to talk to the psychic? Next minute, minute, out of the silence, when he took a breath. Yes. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> One of the women had either had a gutful at this stage and decided that she was pretending to be possessed by John or she was possessed by John. Oh. Oh. Oh, it was great. This is,
3: this is interesting. <laughs> the, the poor
0: woman next to her yelped in fear. Yeah. Because she, like, bellowed it out and it was it was quiet and it had only been the psychic talking. And the, you see, the, the psychic goes, oh, 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 um, um. And the John, we'll call him because the lady... What do you want? are are you John? Oh, you bloody called me. You Uh, called me here. What do you want? Oh, well, we just wanted to talk to you, John. Well, I don't want to talk to you. And and this whole conversation, and you could just see people backing away from this woman, (laughs) trying to get as far away from her as possible. And then she, oh, oh. And she starts to come out of it. Uh And he's going, are you all right? She said, yeah. So she does this all the time. It was... Insane, but um, I I tried to watch it for a bit longer, but it was just him talking. There was yeah. no silence where you could listen to the sounds of the building mm-hmm. and try to work out what was happening. So um, yeah, watch it on YouTube if you want to. It's a, it's a real hoot. Um, all right, so I'm going to go back to that soundscape that I did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because this lady tells some great stories, and I wanted to share some with you. Mm-hmm. And my my concern with all of this was that it was the same story repeated over and over. Oh, there was also I just remembered um, a blue orb, right, seen in the the witcher cell. Mm-hmm. Mm. There was. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> that's changed everything. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because I'm going to refer to it shortly. She's losing <laughs> it again. You just have another drink, Renata, Yo. it's say, okay, I've given her some nice chilled mineral water to keep her hydrated. Um, so, yeah, what I was saying, there is no grounds for where this information has come from. Mm-hmm. There is no paranormal team that has put up their evidence and said, this is what we've found. Mm-hmm. Here are some EVPs, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's just the same few sentences as I showed you repeated over and over and I got so sick of finding these same sentences that I, I just stopped looking. Um, I ended up going to like four, five, six pages into the search. Still not finding anything different. Anyway, let me read you the words from Patricia. The older parts of the place don't unnerve me quite as much as the core areas but they do have an effect on some. Where I am now for instance, close to the three cells There are frequent remarks on the palpable nature of the atmosphere and sometimes unexpected sightings have occurred. The figure of a small child was observed near these cells by a former manager of the castle and reputedly this child is considered to be the culprit who often tugs on people's clothing or their coat sleeves. Sitting down for a moment on one of the stone blocks that acts as seats in Hadrian's tower, Situated at the entrance entranceway to the cells, I wonder if that indignant or mischievous tap on the shoulder that it is said happens to those who sit in this very spot will materialize, or whether I might find myself instead the recipient of that rather disrespectful shove so many visitors have been subjected to during countless tours, but not today it seems. So apparently, one of the things that happens is that people walking through are quite often pushed and shoved. And it's that regular occurrence now that the tour guides don't even think anything of it. Mm -hmm. But it's the stories of the tour guides and managers and things. So let's see if we can find some of these other stories that may match up. Okay. So then we come to, uh, we're still talking about the three cell doors. Um, She walks over, opening the middle door and peers inside, hoping to see a blue orb-like light. Sarah, another one of our guides, was giving a group the tour when they all witnessed the blue orbs in the deep darkness of this sparse and windowless cell. Now, have they seen that with their own eyes? Because if they've seen blue orbs with their own eyes that's interesting that's really interesting especially yes. if it's a whole group yes and if it's a decent sized orb not just little sparklies in a flashlight mm. hmm but I like this lady she she does talk about um, uh, phenomena such as this does not happen uh, does not in my experience repeat itself yes so a lot of these stories I reckon it's happened once mm-hmm. and then it's become legend yes. Uh, apparitions never make an appearance on demand Nor a visitation by appointment But within these thick and history-drenched walls Many a tale has taken shape across the mounting years And will continue to do so So I, I just like yeah, the, the way she thinks She thinks a bit like me Anyway uh, So she's continuing on with the rounds Because she must be the first person there to open everything up And she hears a sudden noise from the corridor, which startles her. And she knows that there's nobody else in the building at this stage. um, And that the next person to arrive shouldn't be there yet. And she announces, as always, her entrance and just saying, you know, hey, it's me. Uh, And um, apparently uh, she also mentions a story about her daughter Zoe who heard a scream and someone crying in the barrister's library one evening a couple of years ago. So she's walking through this area, she's hearing a noise and now she's starting to recall the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is the reference now to uh, someone crying. Mm -hmm. So it's one person that's heard it. Mm -hmm. Was it just at that particular time there was a sound that was outside that just happened to sound like crying? Could have been a bird, you don't know. But that's now become a legend of a ghost story. Yes. Anyway, as she um, heard someone crying, rushed into the room to see what was wrong. But nobody was there. Oh, Now, hang on. I've got to see where I'm up to on my notes. Well, I've got another one here. So she says, as I sit there and relax in the thought of my familiar routine for the day ahead... The piece is rudely interrupted by an urgent knocking sound emanating from the hall's entrance door. Naomi, are you in? I thought her name was Patricia. I'm sure it was Patricia. Anyway, apparently she's Naomi now. That's okay. okay. That's you can right. have as many notes as you like. <laughs> Identify with whoever you prefer at that moment in time. Um, calls out a disembodied voice amidst... amidst... still. Oh, put my teeth in. Amidst... Yet still further knocks. On answering the door, I see that it's two security guards who worked in the prison as uh, part of the castle. Oh, am sorry, bleh, who work in the prison part of the castle. One of them's, Ben, you must see this CCTV footage, he says. We all go rushing through to the office and they look at the security tape. It's dated Monday, the 28th of January, 2013. I watch with them and see nothing of note at first until... a.m. I see a shadowy figure walking from left to right across the inside of the gatehouse. It's only a few seconds long, but it's enough to be able to recognize a distinct moving of feet. Ooh, Mm. that's awesome. Uh, That looks amazing. It's a silhouette coming from the outside. It looks like it could be someone on the other side of the gatehouse, maybe. They look knowingly at me. Yes, that's what we thought too," what answers Ben. "But we've also checked the tape from another side of the gatehouse at exactly the same time, and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Now that's really good that they've gone and done that due yes. diligence to check from a different camera angle. Yes, none of them could explain what was happening, but it was definitely interesting. So this must have been the one that they mentioned that they've caught the uh um footage. Yes." That, but you, that, that thought, you can't find. I can't find this mm-hmm. footage anywhere. You would think that something as fabulous as that yeah. would be out everywhere. Yeah. Maybe they're they're holding it back and waiting to get their YouTube hits. Possibly. Possibly.
3: And some places, as we know very much here in Australia, don't like that sort of advertising.
0: Well, they don't like wedgie boards or witches, do they? No.
3: So, So, you know, uh, uh, is it part of the story of Lancaster Castle or are ghost hunters making these stories
0: awesome? Yeah. Um and the tour guides repeating them over and over and over mm-hmm. um, c- creates thought forms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it could be a creation. Um, it could still be there. I don't know. But let's also think about the possibility of the stone tape theory. Yep. So that's where uh, it's almost like videotape um, where you can imprint a, uh, an image on videotape and then play it back at your your leisure. But in this particular case, it's the, um, the resonance is somehow rather soaked into the stones and at the right circumstances, an event can be triggered almost like a 3D hologram. Jeez, it sounds very technical for an old castle, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, and that, that can replay as a residual thing. Yep. It can't interact with you, yep. but it's a residual thing. But these things were spontaneous events. They still hear footsteps. They still hear whisperings. Mm-hmm. People are still getting pushed and shoved. It sounds good enough for me to go and visit and have a, a, a good time. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Um, it's If we head to
3: Pendle in this trip, we're definitely going to visit Lancaster Castle.
0: That's what I like to hear. And that actually brings me to the end of my notes.
3: Mm. So that's surprisingly, as you said, not a lot of evidence At all. Yeah. For something that has been around for over a thousand years. Yeah. And seen, like, I'm still waiting for someone to see a Roman guard. Yep. uh, Or, you know, whatever, um, from a thousand years ago. And yet we have no reports.
0: So that's really interesting. Yeah, and there is actually a really interesting case. In my research to find information on this i stumbled across that um one that we saw in sit york yes the man that saw the roman centurion legion marching yes. through the basement yes so um we know that the, that sort of uh residual haunting can occur occur mm-hmm. but just not at lancaster castle mm. Mm. I'm sure there's got to be more. There has to be more out there somewhere. It's a prison. That it has to be. It's just too old and t- too many
3: layers of history and too many awful awful things have happened. Maybe we
0: might be the ones. That's it, we're special. That, that's that supply? You know we're special. And <laughs> special people see ghosts. Special <laughs> people do see ghosts. In so many
3: ways. We'll put an invitation out. Like that lady said you can't make them come.
0: I um, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. We've lost her. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we even got a snort out of that one. I heard there is a way, but we just won't. <laughs> oh, oh bless! God. We can't make them appear. Thank you. And choose your words wisely. <laughs> <laughs> at a particular time. But we are not on the payroll the they're not on the payroll we will be the first to make it happen we will because we are just oh so special <laughs> we can make the ghost come there you go let's finish there thank you for joining us on this week's episode of True Hauntings please come back <laughs> don't be frightened off by that um, and look come and follow us on YouTube we've got more and more content coming out we've got new uh, channels happening we've got how to be a ghost hunter yes. coming out there or I want to be Ghost Hunter, I can't remember what we've called it now Um, and we've got all our uh, videos of our journeys and I'm going to start coughing fit so I need to wrap up Is Lancaster Castle Haunted? Oh, yet to be determined, maybe maybe, probably, we'll let you know not so much (laughs) 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 Guys, thanks for being here with us and uh, uh, we'll see all you para-stalkers and para-lurkers on the dark side Stay spooky, bye for now Bye
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Ann and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anandrenata.com. True Hauntings is a part of the Human Labs Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.